0: And welcome to a very special bonus edition of White Wine Question Time, the podcast that asks its guests three thought-provoking questions over three glasses of wine. And for this special episode, we've partnered up with Klarna, the smooth shopping platform, in a bid to smash a taboo and get us all talking about a topic that underpins and dictates so much of our lives, and yet we rarely talk about it. And that is money. Money. And to act as an icebreaker, Klarna have developed their own card game called Money Talks, which consists of 50 carefully thought out questions designed to get you and your friends talking about money. It's played over three levels and I am about to put it to the test today with two men whose podcast Two Pints with Will and Ralph is a firm favourite of mine. Will is, of course, Will Meller who spent this year playing a drug lord in Corrie, and he's been on the podcast before. Who can forget his sorry tale of how he cremated someone else's cat? by mistake. And Ralph is Ralph Little, an actor who found fame in the Royal Family and is currently starring in Death in Paradise for the BBC, which means that he's dialing in to join us today from Guadeloupe. Don't hate him. The two became friends when they starred together in Two Pints of Lager and A Packet of Crisps in the Noughties and reunited in 2020 to launch their podcast. So... Let's welcome them onto the show. It's Will Meller from the north of England and Ralph Little from the Caribbean.
1: Hello, Kate. How are
2: you, sweetheart? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Very smug about that intro, Kate. Thanks for that. Oh,
0: <laughs> just the
1: fact that Will's just sitting in his shed, and here I am. <laughs> I mean, if I say I'm not in a shed. I'm not in a shed, by the way. That's just Ralph having a dig because he's in the Caribbean. I'm not in a shed. I'm in what it's is known a as a lodge. I, I think you'll find it's got a bed, it's got a telly, and it's got a couch. Right? It's not got a, no. It's not got a lawnmower in it or a shovel. It's not a shed. We'll put a, lick a of paint up. on his
2: garden <laughs> shed and then he hung up a, a lawnmower and now he's called it a lodge. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Listen, you keep bragging. You love you love the planning department round for the council.
1: <clears throat> that's true. That's that is true. That's, that's true. <laughs> That's true. I I, actually, I don't can we delete this? I told the tax man this was my office. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a nice segue into uh, talking all things finances. Yeah. Uh, do you guys ever talk about money? Because on your podcast, you pretty much talk about everything.
2: We we don't actually talk about everything. We talk about a very narrow band of very childish things, despite the fact that we're <laughs> despite the fact that we're both very much middle aged men at this point, and we're supposed to be talking about a whole range of interesting things. It just seems to keep on coming straight back to all the childish stuff that we talk about. But. Um, but Will Will talks about money a, a lot, very freely, in, in quite a, you know, in, in quite a, a free and an impressive way. But um, Will's always been, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but Will's always been a bit of a, he's always been a, of a wheeler dealer. He loves an edge. He loves to know what his percentage is. He's very, very savvy when it comes to finance. So Will talks money all the time in a way that, like, I'm I'm very sort of British about the whole thing. And I'm like, oh, let's just, let's just figure all that out later, which, of course, is really not the
1: way to do it. Do you think that's fair, Will? Yeah, well it's not I don't talk about money freely, like I don't walk around in the pu- and go to the pub or walk down the because I think you've got to be careful who who's listening. You know what I mean? You don't know what people's financial situation is. But when it comes to me, yeah, uh, I buried my head in the sand for too long when I was younger and I lost a lot of money. So and also I come from a place where we didn't have nothing when we were younger. We didn't have money. So I, I sort of I respect it enough to make sure I know what I'm getting and I want to make sure I can get some more. So I try, <laughs> I try my best to, to keep it coming in because I know it's definitely going to go out. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's
0: like the tide, didn't it? In and out, in and out.
1: Exactly. exactly.
2: We had a conversation once, um, uh, me and Will about we, an opportunity that came up through the podcast and whether it was something that we should, it might even have been about an idea for a tour, a, a very small tour, like a four dayer and a couple of months ago and it didn't happen. It didn't happen for for all sorts of reasons, availability and whatever. But all I remember is I've never heard Will use this phrase before, and I've never heard him use it since. But in the hour that we talked about that, Will must have said the phrase, There's not enough meat on the bone about 15 (laughs) times. (laughs) honestly well, it was like means. it was like he'd heard it or he just read it and he was like that's a great phrase i'm gonna use it as much as i can and i've never heard him use it since but honestly it was every two minutes like no, no i'm not i'm not funny but just just want to make sure there's not enough, just enough meat on the bone <laughs> you've been watching <laughs> too
0: many episodes of succession haven't you it,
2: yeah honestly <laughs> it was like he had tourettes but he had meat on the bone <laughs> tourettes it was the only thing that he couldn't stop saying it was very funny yeah yeah, I like a whole cow. That's what I like. I a full, <laughs> full fat cow on the bone. That's what I like.
0: But when you think about um, somebody like Will, for example, you know, that talks about it, that's probably more normal than not talking about it because money informs so much of, of, of our day-to-day life, the standard of living. We use it every day to trade our way through the day. And yet we are, like you've just said, Ralph, a little bit embarrassed of talking about it. Um,
2: yeah, well, I go out with... Um, I go out with my fiance's American and, and they... my. I, my feeling is that Americans culturally are much more, uh, in a way that we Brits find quite gauche, like a little bit sort of crass. Americans will sort of talk about percentages and money and how they spend it and what they do. That it just feels like it's it's a thing that they're not they're not shy about having conversations about in a way that we Brits are. And I think you know it's it's something that's um, it, it's like Will said he buried his head in the sand and because he buried his head in the sand and got. Into, I don't think you said you got yourself into trouble, but you found yourself like wishing that you'd sort of been far more um, open about it uh, in earlier life. And I'm exactly the same. So, yeah, I think it's, we should try and sort of more normalize this idea about talking about stuff like that openly with, yeah. you know, with our friends and trusted loved ones so to work out how to be more responsible with it. The trouble is, as soon as I hear like, well, here's the, uh, you know, something percent APR, I'm like, Oh wait, um, what? Um, do you know? Yeah. Can I afford it or not? <laughs> you know, I'm terrible yeah. for it. So, you know, and I'm, I'm not an unintelligent person, so I really should sort of. It's something that we should try and normalise a, a, a lot more, I think.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, well, exactly. Three, three of my favourite words that have happened a lot since lockdown is interest-free credit. Love that. <laughs> and and this yeah, since, and forwards. meet meat on the bone. <laughs> That's four. <laughs> me on the bone. The, the, I just love... free credit. I'll buy it now and I'll pay it over the next five years for twenty pound a month. Sweet. See you in a bit.
0: Is that is that <laughs> what you do? Are you, so you're not a saver. You're a sort of. I, I am
1: a saver, and I've got really bad now with money. Like, I I sort of count the pennies too much, and my wife's going on at me now that because I, I sort of if if something goes out, I feel like we're going to get it back to <laughs> so say like someone cost me a grand I'm like right well I've got to earn that grand back now because I've lost that money you know it's okay. like because I got okay, I did Will, get caught Will
2: is tighter than two coats of paint honestly no, he's, you're unbelievable. Not. he's unbelievable I'm not tight. Every, everyone not thinks like when we, we're doing this live tour that we've got coming up and I think people think oh maybe we'll have a drink with Will in the bar and it's like
1: yeah he ain't paying Right. <laughs> Listen, I'll get everybody you know if a If you're buying one, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have as much as you want. <laughs> no, I just got—I got myself into. I lost quite a lot of money because I didn't—I didn't sort of read the small print. And, and we, do you know, I got caught up in something. And ever since that, I thought that'll never happen to me again because I, I panicked for me kids and me, me. You know, I'm responsible for making sure my family are all right. So mm. I just now I've I've gone into the other other way, and you know, it's like I like to have a lot so I can just go well I've got that just in case so I'll live in a just in case so I used to just go madam sp- I, I didn't care as long as I had enough for that night I didn't care you know but now do you it's think it's fair to say
2: you've turned into your dad Will no my dad was
1: tighter than cramp <laughs> yeah I know and that's literally he, what I'm asking he wouldn't give a door <laughs> a bang <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, oh, this is going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of fun with this card game. Um, have, you, have you got your card game there? Because the whole, of, yeah. the whole of today's show, rather than me coming up with three thought-provoking questions, Klarna have sent me this deck of cards, and we're going to okay. play, boys. We're going to talk money. Okay. I thought I'd warm us up with a quick fire.
1: Right, let's do it. Yeah.
0: Let's do it. Well, you all right in your shed? The connection's stable? If
1: the connection's stable in the shed, yeah, let me, ju- let me just move this lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. I've not come here to be insulted in the shed. I mean, me. you got me calling it a shed. Now it's a lodge, thank you. All of you, you know. I noticed that. <laughs>
0: so, question number one. If your relationship uh, with money was a film, what would it be called?
1: Uh, Catch Me If You Can. <laughs> well, it's true. You think you've got it, and then it's gone, isn't it, Catch Me If You Can, that would be mine. I- I'm
2: going out of sight because... <laughs> because that's because what we're talking about is like I don't talk about it enough, like i was just sort of like try not to think about it unless I have to. So, out of sight, out of mind. Plus, out nice. of sight is a great film, yeah. What about you, Kate?
0: Uh, what, what would my oh god, spend, spend, spend? No, actually, because I'm a bit of a saver, <laughs> yeah. Hold on tight because I'm a bit of I am. A, listen, I love a bit of saving, yeah. yes, yeah. really. But I was yeah. like that when I was 19. So I've just been I a grandma you, really? my whole life. Yeah. I was you. right? Yeah, I was like right. the 19 year old with a mortgage because I was trying to set myself up for the future.
1: Right. Well, yeah. now, and now look
0: at you. I know. Like, are like, you, are you a bit
1: like Scrooge McDuck? Do you remember the cartoon Scrooge no. McDuck? He'd, he'd just go and sit on all his money and just swim around in it and then wouldn't spend any.
0: No, but do you know what? I have got a really bad, um, I've got a thing about not owing money. So like, I'm the person that overpays the mortgage. Because I just oh, hate knowing true. that I'm in debt to somebody. I've certainly never overpaid my mortgage, I'll tell you that
1: for a fact. Listen, you Ralph, you, you can't comment. No. You've got no kids. You don't count. Well, you, that's All true. your money spent on PlayStation games still. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's true, yeah. He's
0: living his best teenage <laughs> life. Right, your next question What is your most recent purchase?
1: Uh, I, I Christmas decorations. Uh, I bought some lights. I, I do. I light up all the outside of my house. Uh, I do it every year. I love it. So I bought some light up penguins, and I bought some 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 light up reindeer and a little baby reindeer to go with it.
2: Santo, did you buy Sat it up. off Instagram?
1: Do you remember the ones you bought off Instagram last year? They were the pumpkins that were that big. I bought. I bought. Don't ever buy anything on Instagram. I bought some pumpkins that were supposed to sing and and do all these different songs. They were supposed to be really big, and they turned up. It cost me a fortune. They turned up. They were about two inches the size, size of golf balls? the size of golf balls? He thought bowl. he was getting massive, <laughs> <balls>. <laughs> and and they laughed at you. You pulled the tog out. He went. So it was like they did. It was like a double whammy. So you paid yeah. all this money, and you received these little tiny things like that. I threw, just threw them against the wall. I was fuming. But anyway, yeah, I bought I bought <coughs> some uh, Christmas stuff for when I put my decorations
0: up. I want to see your place come Christmas, and oh, I want to see your crazy. energy bills. <laughs> Good oh, luck obviously. with that. No, Deadly I don't, crackers. I don't
1: look at them. I don't look at them. It's direct debit. I just don't even pay attention. I, I put money into an account that the, that the direct debits go out of. And I don't see how much it's costing because it, it would drop. there would be no lights in the house. I would just take all the bulbs out if I saw it. So. See, that's interesting.
2: <laughs> we have that, but that's a good point because we, we are talking about money in the way that we sort of handle it and think about it. But yeah, actually that's sort of how I do it as well. Will. It's like, I put things into an account and as long as as long as it's not a problem, I don't, I don't want to know because I know I'll just be like, oh, what are you doing? Why Why have you spent that? So, like,
0: yeah. How oh, do you do you know, that? And, See, uh, once a year I do a little bit of a, a fine a like audit. I do, yeah. Do I'll you? That's my, really yeah. Yeah. I oh. go, go through my bank statements and just go, what have I got? What have I signed up for across the year? What endless subscriptions have I bloody agreed to? And start canceling them once really? a year. If you wow. give yourself a morning or an afternoon, it saves you a lot of money, I promise you. I couldn't do, you do that. Know, like, have you been with the same mobile phone provider, for example, forever? Yeah. yeah, But yeah. Yeah. Well, once yeah. a year I give them a call and just go, I'm leaving, I'm not. Can you better the offer? Now, existing customers um, never get the sexy new offers. Oh, wow. And of course they want That's to retain true. you. So you just go, I'm, I'm thinking about leaving, unless of course you can give me an improved deal. They always improve it. Always. I did that with my
1: Sky, yeah. actually. I did do that with my Sky. Yeah. I rang them up and I said, I'm leaving, I'm going to Virgin. And they went, oh, what can we do to keep you? I went, half me bill. (laughs) They They did it, they did it, but they give me, I said, I've been a loyal customer, like you said, uh, for all these years, it's called the VIPs because if you've been with them for over twenty years, and I yeah. said these are getting all the best deals, and I've been with you for years, and they went, "Okay, we can offer you this," and we did do that, and it, yeah, and so I agree, that's a good thing to do. Yeah. I, I was buying. We were in a, this new hotel right w- at work,
2: and uh, I had a couple of beers, and people were arriving, and I was there first, and I was like, oh, i would be really lovely to get, get people drinks at the bar." And as people were coming in, I'm like, "Do you want a drink? Do you want a drink? Do you want a drink?" And I guess I was starting to buy really quite a few. Will, you'll be very unfamiliar. Uh, with this concept but I bought everyone <laughs> drinks right and um and my other half uh, she, she was like what are you doing I said I'm getting everyone a drink when they come in now it makes her sound really tight but actually I, I, we realized it's like it's a very cultural thing in in, in England it's Brit- a very British thing to be like you don't want to be seen to be the person that won't put your hand in your pocket at the bar it's like a thing that everyone talks about all the time or it's tight at the bar at the bar And I said, it's just cultural. Look, I'm just getting everyone a drink as they arrive. And she was a bit like, this is crazy. Like, why, why, what are you doing this for? Anyway, I was like, oh, maybe she's right. And I went to bed that night and I was like, basically I got bollocked off my And I was like, oh, okay. And then the next day, we were walking down through the lobby and about, Seven or eight people went, mate, thank you so much for getting all the streets. That was really, really nice of you. And I would turn around and I went, I told you, you tight American bastards. You don't understand <laughs> a thing.
1: <laughs> so I was like, way, we won that one. That's brilliant. you think it's a difficult one because I remember years ago when I first sort of got on TV and stuff, if I bought everyone a drink in the pub, in my local pub where I grew up, they'd say, look, Will showing off. And then if I did yeah, buy anyone, no. I was tight. If I didn't buy anyone, it yeah. looks will tight-ass. Totally, so, yeah. You're yeah. damned if you do, you're it damned does. if you don't. So, so you've yeah, just decided to go run. the
0: tight route then, Will, yeah? That's the, well, just, the path you're walking.
1: Get, get your own
2: drinks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone, I don't want Jeff. to look like I'm showing off. I'm just going to get your own drinks. I've had a lovely night. I'm just going to drive off in my Ferrari. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you get pocket money as a child? And was it earned or given?
1: Uh, I didn't really get. Don't no, think I got pocket money. Um, I did a paper round for a bit, and then I just got bored and just hid the papers in the garages nearby where I lived. <laughs> got to, I just, you know, I did wasn't, you really? I, yeah, I did. Yeah. Did you I just, really? Yeah, oh I my did, God. Yeah. I did. I just hid them. I just hid them. I did it, I did it. I did it properly for about a week, and then the next week I went. That's too long. That for the money I'm getting about three pound fifty. I'm out here for hours, so I just. Went and dumped them behind the garages and went and played on my computer for an hour or so and then went back and showed him the empty bag and went, There you go, took me money <laughs> you know? Um oh but I didn't I didn't really get pocket money, no. Um I'm glad. Kind of thing. I you didn't know, really care. I didn't really care about money when I was a kid. You know what I mean? We just played no. out. No, just played out. And to, be I, honest, to be honest, to be honest, I thought didn't know you think you were gonna
2: say that, Will, but I didn't get pocket money either. Um no. and it's a similar thing. I think my parents were a bit like, what are you gonna spend it on? like honestly we didn't need anything I I think I would have struggled to give him an answer like he just played out or did whatever and played um, football and I guess there was like maybe there was a tuck shop there wasn't even a tuck shop at school until I was about 13 I just didn't need it and and very occasionally I'd be given some but I think my parents were like no you're not going to buy those shit sweets at lunch uh, you know in your Whambas. in your morning break you can uh, you can wait till you come home and have a- exactly exactly bars, which are about that big now by the way but yeah, um, yeah no I didn't get pocket money no and, and I've wondered Will what about your kids though Will do you give them pocket money no um,
1: we, we did a scheme you know?
0: no we did a scheme he no,
1: he's meant he's meant to <laughs> listen let's not get this thing about me not buying himself. drinks that's his opinion of me I do buy drinks the thing is my kids we, we set up a chart and we said right if you if you get if you took all these boxes by the end of the week, we give you some pocket money and it was like, keep your room tidy, do this, help with this, you know, just a bit of responsibility. They didn't even manage one week, not one week, and I was like, Well, you're not really? getting anything then. No oh, crap. It's absolute rubbish. <laughs> my daughter's room is an absolute joke. It looks like it's a poltergeist in my daughter's room. I tidy it, I come out, I leave the room, I go back in, and it's like, you know, like a poltergeist all the chairs are on the on the on the table. It's like that. It's just something like someone just tipped all the clothes and threw them all around the room. Yeah. So, but they're quite. Listen, my, my kids are very, very, very lucky kids. They've got they've got everything they need. You know, you know what I mean. They get stuff, so they're happy. Good.
0: Yeah. I didn't. I didn't have um, an opportunity really to uh, have pocket money as a kid because I was working by the time I was twelve. I was like Alan's what? I was like the daughter Alan sugar should have had I was growing I, I was really? I was washing cars I was delivering free newspapers um I worked for my auntie Jill in her hairdressing salon washing old ladies' hair and sweeping up and I loved it really? and oh. I, yeah and I used to do I used to teach little toddlers dance classes um in exchange for my own dance classes, so it's like ballroom dancing. So yeah, I don't, but but I would earn this money. And then do you remember Nat West Bank used to give you these piggy banks and the more you saved, you got a different pig. Yes, I had them. Yeah, Yeah. 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 that, I swear to God, that started me out as a lifelong saver. I just got addicted to getting more pigs.
1: Right, yeah. (laughs) Sure. Good idea. No, do you yeah. know they're worth a few quid then <laughs> now if you've got the
0: full set? I reckon I've, I reckon my mum's got them in the loft somewhere. But it, it became a real thing. I, it yeah. felt like I got a real sense of achievement from it. And then one of my jobs, well, eventually, it was on our local paper uh, when I was much older. And I used to pay the paper round, boys. And people used to phone in and report little shits like you that never <laughs> bloody delivered them. They'd always be dumped around the back of some skip with a load of <laughs> porn mags.
1: Yes, I took out, I took out page three for myself and dumped the rest. It was quite... <laughs> it was good time. Think, do you know what's funny? They put me in charge of the, t- you know, you mentioned tuck shop. They put me and my mate in charge of the tuck shop at school. Big mistake. Absolute yeah. huge mistake. <laughs> Why would they do I- that? I just pocketed so much money from that. I just, you nicked it. And, and any friends came up, I'd just take their money and give it them back and give them chocolate bars. And anyone we didn't like, we doubled the price. And we just pocketed the money. It was great fun. <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> okay, our next question. If money were no object, what would you buy?
2: I would have said a helicopter, but I've uh, changed my mind recently because I'm terrified
1: about climate change. So um, a sailboat.
0: A sailboat. A yacht.
1: I buy an house buy the house next door and put a bridge in it to my house and so my wife can live in that one and I live in this one I think it, I think that I, I, well, no, hey no I think it'd do well for us. I think it'd do well it freshen our relationship back up, you know. I'm joking, oh. obviously. Wow, uh, but, wow, yeah. I mean, I, I hope, you might need to I'll... buy that
2: house after she hears
1: this. By the way, yeah,
0: because <laughs> you might be looking for a new address. Wow. <laughs> I, I t-
1: no, I tell you what, I, I do love watches. I collect watches, so I get myself a really nice watch. I love watches, um, and I've and I, I, do you know what? Since I've had kids, I've I've, I've not bought myself one, and, and I, I, I love ro- uh, Rolex watches and stuff. So I've I've always wanted to get myself my favourite one, but. They're so expensive and what? also... What is your favourite Rolex? Well, there's a few that I like, but there's um, the Daytona, I like, I like the classic ones, mm-hmm. I like the Hulk, I like the Pepsi. There's loads of them, but I'd like to have a watch box and everyone have all my favourite watches in there. But, but it's just a collecting thing. So, But they're so expensive and also I can't justify buying myself a watch when I've got kids, so... Um, well, maybe... And also,
0: who looks at a watch? Just look at your phone. Well,
1: no! Yeah. Whoa, 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 okay, whoa! Not to a watch collector. <laughs> No, oh, it's about the mechanism. It's, it's, about, it's about the classicness of it.
0: Oh, okay. It's fa- There's a sexiness got, to it, yeah? I
1: got this one for my 40th, and, it's, and I wear it every day. I absolutely love it.
0: Okay, well, if it gives you pleasure, that's great. If, for me, yeah. if, I had, if money was no object, I would call a travel agent and ask them to book... <clears throat> me around the world to ticket with my son to go on the most incredible adventures. And not necessarily staying in really like, you know, balling yeah. places, but just going. I did so many things when I was younger that I'd love to take him back to do, like trekking with the gorillas in Uganda, the wow. Inca Trail up to Machu Picchu, stuff like that. So if, I, if money was no object, you wouldn't see me for dust. I'd be off. I was in
2: South Africa with, uh, with Will, Kate, and uh, you're talking about the gorilla trail and everything. And so I wouldn't mm. necessarily want to stay in boring places. We stayed in this unbelievable safari lodge. Will couldn't sleep the entire night because there was a small <laughs> bat in the top of his it room. There was a
1: bat in my room. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. He's such, a, get
2: he's over such yourself. a little tiny. I'm sorry.
1: I'm so, get over myself. Worried. You try and close your eyes when there's a bat flying around your napper. <laughs> no. No. I I was there. My eyes were What'd wide expect? open. What you in the bush. I was, I was in a bleeding, I was in, he put me in the honeymoon lodge and it sounded dead lovely and I got down there and it was like wildlife parking there, I walked in, I stood on a frog right between my bare toes in the night, I was like, this isn't for me, honeymoon lodge, How's this romantic, you get out of bed and stand on a lodge and a frog between your toes and a bat flying around your head, it's like, it's like a bush truck on trail.
2: Meanwhile, I had, I had the presidential suite, which was absolutely lovely, Kate. Exactly. Will, Will, Will was
1: in Jumanji.
0: I honestly I was. I literally was. <laughs> what were you both doing in South Africa together?
1: We are supposed to be doing a series, um, um, World's Most... is it Dangerous Roads? World's um, Most Dangerous Roads, yeah. Yeah, and we are supposed but to be wh- going... Uh, yeah. yeah, we are supposed to be only going on this amazing trek and COVID hit while we was out there. And we was out there for three days and we had to come home. It was absolutely good, <gasps> uh, honestly. And not only that, but I'd come from New... Honestly, it's, this is
2: so bad. I'd come from New York. Well, Will Will was in England. I had to fly over from New York where I was with my other half. And... It was just like, as the rumors, you know, when it started, it was like a zombie apocalypse. People were going, I've heard there's this disease and people were going, nah, it'll be fine and all this kind of thing. And then um, my missus was going, look, this sounds really serious. I don't think you should fly to South Africa. Like you might get stuck there. You might get stuck in England. We might not get to see each other. And I went, Lindsay, come on, man. It's not a film. This is real life. Stop being so American about the whole thing. you have been really overdramatic. Anyway. That obviously went down really well, but I went. I'm going, and I'm putting my foot down, and that's it. You've been really silly. I get on the plane. We <laughs> we land in South Africa like two days later. We're actually in South Africa fully for about 24, maybe 36 hours. And they went, yeah, the company's pulled the plug on the program because of COVID, and everyone's got to fly home. And I couldn't fly back to America, and I didn't see her for months. She was ah, not livid,
0: happy. livid,
2: livid.
0: And yeah. in, let's wow. be fair,
2: reasonably so. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Were the words, I told you so, uttered?
2: The, 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 there were several words uttered. There was, I told you so, but uh, as there should have been, <laughs> there was, I'm very, very sorry, was uttered many, many times. I'm sure there's about <laughs> three
1: or four dickheads thrown in as well from her. Oh, there was, the, was yeah. definitely <laughs> the occasional dickhead, yeah. definitely. Uh, can, can we just go back to the question? Now, now what you've said about um, what you'd spend, if you had, you know, unlimited amount of money, uh, I, I, I want to give the watch back, and I think I'd like to do what you said <laughs> go round the world with my family. I don't know why I was being so selfish. I'd buy myself a watch. I definitely <laughs> would go round the world with my family. That sounds so much better. So I'll, be tra- a, I'll give the watch back, I'll go round the world with my family. That'd be much better.
0: Okay. It's interesting, isn't it? Because these answers tell you a lot about what is important. Um, to That'd a person. And obviously what? you're just what? a completely selfish twat. Yeah, yeah. Was like yeah, himself. Will wants to
2: buy a watch. I'm gonna I'm gonna now make Will sound even worse, right? Because no, if we say money's no, no object, if we say money's no object, well let's talk about this is a very this is a very woke answer, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it mostly just to make Will sound like a dick. Um <laughs> if well, you Jeff you Jeff Bezos. Jeff, Jeff be- well, no, but Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, they they keep trading places <clears throat> for being the richest man in the world. The richest uh-huh. man that has ever lived, in fact. They're not just the richest man in the world, the richest man that ever lived. No one's had that much wealth. And they said, because of the amount of money that keeps rolling in every day, not even the amount that they've already got, Jeff Bezos, for example, the the figures are something like this. I'm not saying that this is exactly accurate, but it's something like, from the start of the pandemic to the end of the pandemic, we're not necessarily out of it, but from the start of the pandemic to now, Jeff Bezos could have given every single teenager in America twenty one thousand pounds. Dollars, sorry, twenty one thousand dollars and still ended up today with more money than he had at the start of the pandemic. <gasps> wow.
1: wow. Wow. And
2: when you look at it like that, you go, Well, if money was no object, if I was truly that wealthy, I'd make sure the world was in a better fucking place. That's it's what tightly. I mean. Like
1: hang on now you're trying to make me more will Will there. Will, that watch sounds lovely <laughs> dickhead right okay then I'll tell you what I'll do I'll buy myself a watch I'll buy myself a watch I'll buy an house next door for the wife I'll go around the world to make her happy and then I'll plant some trees how does that make me feel better is that better
0: <laughs> not massively you Amazon? Much,
2: it, feels, it feels like an afterthought at this point oh, yeah.
0: oh. it's very telling though isn't it what, what people's responses are and you really need to work on yourself Will Mellor yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. My next question is a bigger question. Tell me about a purchase that changed your life.
1: Um, probably when I bought my first car, um, I'll never forget it—the moment buying that car. I'd saved up six hundred and fifty pound. Um, I bought DJ equipment and DJed I'd made some money doing I was acting when I was 12 and I bought I thought I'll buy myself something that can make me money but I can't do a normal job I can't I can't just anything to avoid doing manual labour or long term work I did a bit here and there but didn't like it so saved up money and I bought myself a car, and changed everything. It's given me freedom. I absolutely loved it. I wish I still had it. It's still my favourite car now. And it was a Ford Fiesta 1.1 XR2 lookalike.
0: What's the (laughs) lookalike?
1: Well, it wasn't the real one. It had all the kit on it, but it was just a 1.1 exhaust. Whereas the the Fiesta, (laughs) it was just a normal Fiesta with a kit on it because I couldn't afford the insurance for the proper one. (laughs) And also, it it had had an exhaust on it that used to set off alarms as you're going up the street because it was so loud with them big bore exhausts. I absolutely loved it. And I bought it with my own money. It was my pride and joy. I had loads of speakers in it. You could hear me coming for miles. I was a proper Gary boy. Loved it. <laughs> absolutely loved it.
0: And did you pay for it yourself?
1: Yeah, I bought it myself. I saved up the money um, uh, to buy it. My dad said, when we get there to this car, pretend you don't like it, we'll get money off. And I went, all right. And I got there and I went dad, dad, I, lo-. I went, dad, I love it. He went, shut your face. You mean you love it? I went, I love it. I love it. I, love it. I want it. I want it. I want it. And I, we had to pay full whack. dad I mean, said, I told you, didn't I? But
2: no, I absolutely... I'm surprised you didn't have to pay more. I'm surprised the, the seller wasn't like, actually, we have had quite a lot of interest in this, so you're going to have to make a competitive offer.
1: Yeah, me, me yeah. car, I was, I was 17. It was my first car, and I absolutely... I looked the other day to see if it was still around because I'd have bought it back just so... I just loved it. Mm. Go on, Ralph, what's yours? I've,
2: I've, well, I've got to say, I, I sort of feel... I'm going to have to... I feel a bit unoriginal, but once you said that yeah i mean obviously like buying my house i bought my house in 2005 in shepherd's bush and i sort of bought it when i first came to london i uh I, i just arrived i just spent most of my time just sort of arbitrarily just ended up in shepherd's bush because i was working at the bbc a lot and that's sort of where it was and so that's always been where i live and i've never really left i've always been around that area and i bought in 2005 in shepherd's bush and uh it sounds now like uh, I'm like this investment property genius. People are like, wow, how did you get that for that? Like, but I kind of thought I was overpaying at the time. I just wanted to buy a house. And, um, and then t- about a year after I bought it, the Westfield was built and then Shepherd's Bush Green was redone. And then like the, the new tube line came in and everything. And everyone's like, you're an absolute genius. I'm like, yes, I really am very clever. I <laughs> totally looked out with that. Um, but that's not, that's not, that's a very, that was a smart person. Obviously a house ma- really matters. But in terms of like emotion, what changed your life? I've got to say, I think I agree with Will. Like, that first car, that first absolute crap car that I had mm. allowed me to go out and be a, a, a grown-up person in the world rather than having to exactly. rely on... Um, and, and I and I grew up um, in a sort of quite remote um, old farmhouse, actually. So there was no way of... You either had to walk like an hour to get to the nearest bus or your parents gave you a lift. And that independence that I just got suddenly out of nowhere was life-changing. So... Yeah, that crappy old um, Ford Fiesta. Well, Ford Fiesta, bright yellow with a blue Go Faster stripe because they were the colours of Huddersfield City Council where my parents had <laughs> bought it off. And then I bought it off <laughs> my dad. A 1.6 diesel Fiesta that sounded really, really like fast because it was 1.6, but it was diesel, so it was about
1: as fast as like it was. <laughs>
2: like a, it, it was way slower than yours, but I loved it. Absolutely loved it, and it's got such kind of like emotional resonance for me now as
1: well. It's, it's, a, it's a first step into freedom, isn't it? Where well, your first car is just yeah. unbelievable. What about you, Kate? Yeah.
0: Well, my first car um, was two hundred and fifty quid, and it drove me to London to start my my life here when I was yeah. nineteen, and the door shut with string. <laughs> It shot me wow. straight on the motorway to London. I kept just yeah. thinking, please God. And it bloody broke down in Trafalgar Square just as I got here to start my new life. I literally, it was like the scene from some, some sort of terrible sitcom where I'm starting this new life in London and my car conks out in Trafalgar Square when you could drive around Trafalgar Square. Wow. Um, so, that, so I don't think the car was my best purchase because it really didn't live for very long, but it got me to where I needed to be. Um, yeah, I'm going to say my first my first property was a really significant purchase, not because of what it went on to be worth, but because what it meant at the time. So I was it was a flat that I was renting and I'd moved to London, I'd, I'd studied to become a, a writer. I got my first job and I was living with my boyfriend and I'd met this boyfriend, you know, very, very much in love many years before we'd had a long distance relationship. He was from London, but it hadn't worked out. And I just couldn't, um, I couldn't afford to stay in the flat on my own. I just didn't have that level of income. So I went to the landlord of the flat and I just said, look, I've looked at what this property is worth. Um, would I be able to buy it from you? And... Because it, then I can stay and I can afford the mortgage repayments. It, that back then it was cheaper to to buy a house than it was to rent it. Um, so yeah. he was like, "You can, but you need this much for a deposit." And I was like, "Shit, that's not going to work." First. So really, at this point, I'm thinking, "I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I might not be able to stay in London. I might not be able to carry on with my career." Um, mm-hmm. Oh god, what am I going to do? Then, Lady Luck struck. I was burgled.
2: So you got insurance.
0: Got the insurance, not just any old insurance, Ralph. One of the few jobs that I'd done at that point, because so it was really early on into my career. I was just about to become the editor of Smash Hits. So it's like 21, yeah. 20. And I'd gone to the recording of a War child album and covered it for War Child, the charity. And as a thank you, they'd given me what turned out to be a very rare copy of the recordings. And it was worth the same amount that I needed. For the deposit on the wow. flat. So, wow. through, so the little shit that broke into my flat in the dead of night while I slept in my bed and stole my bits and pieces, including that CD, um, probably did me the greatest favor because it got me on the property ladder, but more importantly, it enabled me to stay where I was. Probably
2: had no idea how much no. that CD was worth no. it was just some CD full of just whatever. It was yeah.
0: signed by Paul McCartney and Johnny Depp and and I had wow. to have got it verified by the charity. The insurance company right. were like wow well that would be worth this. Well, You know when you wrote the letter it was letters back then you're like holy shit.
1: And can I ask how, how much did you pay the lad to rob your house so you could get the insurance? <laughs> <laughs> Dave Will, well everyone <laughs> listening to this has
2: already assumed it was you anyway. Yes. You have an angle. Yeah. I should I should have
1: gone I should have gone like that now, and I still have the C D here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey,
2: Kate, okay, when you were editing Smash Hits, um did you like do any features on um, Will during his pop career?
0: No, I think it was I was there in ninety six. You were probably still at school then, weren't you, Will?
1: No. No, we'll would have
2: been 19,
1: I was 20 then. 20. I was 16. Yeah, I was 16. Yeah, so I, my career was, on. well, when I did my music for 10 minutes, it was. I was about 22, 21, 22. No, nah, oh, I know, see. Yeah. I, I, I I was, I was,
0: I'd have been gone by then. I was on the telly by then. I was on the Smash It's Roadshow
1: and the Ms. Magazine Roadshow with Peter Andre. I was smashing it. It's <laughs> 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 been downhill ever since, mate. Downhill ever <laughs> since. Yeah, that was a peak. That was a peak. Uh, <laughs> I, <went laughs> I, for,
0: I forgot you did a record. It was Simon Cowell, <laughs> your man.
1: No, it, it, I, Simon Simon got me into his office and wanted to sign me, and then I, I ended up signing. I didn't do the deal with Pete Leading Waterman, um, and uh, Pete Waterman signed me, and it was um, yeah, it was wasn't it wasn't the best experience. But do you know what? It, I had great time doing it. I did top of the pops, lived the dream for five minutes, and you know, realised it wasn't what it was all made out to be. Because I thought, I'm going to be this huge star and all that stuff. And I wanted to write my own music. And it was like, you're going to sing this cover song and then we're going to give you another cover song to sing. And I was like, hang on. What about my song? What was the second one? Remind me what the second one was. It wasn't. It was actually an original song, but I didn't write it. Um, It was called No Matter What I Do. Uh, Okay. It's a, it's f- I wrote the B side on both of them, and the good thing about that is, talking about money, is in then <laughs> days. I don't know if it's still the same now, but if you were at the B side, remember you had an A and B side. On you the get team. publishing. Yeah. No, you get fifty percent of the royalties. Mm-hmm. So I was like, sweet. So even though it's on the B side, I still made some dough out of it. So the B side it, could have just been like a triangle, ding. <laughs> That's all the B
2: no, side. There were, two, there were songs that I wrote. It so yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Anyway. Oh.
0: Yeah. Why don't you incorporate them well, into your tour? Why don't you get to the I was to about it to it say road? I think I've
2: just had some thoughts for the tour. Will Wilson's yeah. his B sides. <laughs> oh <laughs> oh, no you wouldn't. No you wouldn't. I didn't write Mustang
1: Sally, but it'll be getting a song.
2: A <laughs> side must go, Sally, and then we'll have to listen to
1: sit through Will's B sides. That'd be fine though. because I'll, bring, I a I'll wheel of a keyboard backstage. out. I'll wheel a keyboard out and go. Ralph's going to take a twenty-minute break while I play you some of my songs.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I play you my greatest hit.
1: <laughs> Bore everyone to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Your third and final question, gentlemen. What's the best money advice you've ever received, and how has it paid you back in kind?
1: My dad always told me, "Live within your means." So don't spend what you haven't got, especially when you're counting the pennies and you know you've got bills coming out. Uh, so I, I, yeah, just to live within your means. Um, you know, some people I spoke to somebody the other day, and there's a lot of people who wear what they've got, so they like to show they've got a lot, but mm. when they go home they can't pay a bill. And I don't understand the logic behind that. They want to have a flash watch on, all the designer gear, but the struggle to pay, make the ends meet when it comes to paying your bills at the end of the month. I couldn't live like that. So yeah, you live living I, in your means, I suppose. I,
0: I often wonder what's going on emotionally or mentally with people that feel the need for that, that need to drip in designer labels, um, but clearly living beyond their means. Or, you know, the guy with the, the Bentley on the drive of his, Mum's house. Pretty pretty modest home, yeah. it's like You're Usually living you? at
1: home with his mum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. We, yeah, well, it's, we, put, it's, so, yeah. we
2: put so much um, societal emphasis on status, don't we? Yeah. It's all about status amongst your peers and, and looking a certain way.
1: Especially um, Instagram culture it's, now. It's it, all
2: about that. It's all about well, that. It's all exactly. about fake
1: reality. Yeah, and, it is. Yeah,
2: and status and trying to be perceived to be, uh, you know, doing what it's... Even, even they say that, you know, when you get to like levels of wealth and all these these sort of billionaires, it's just become so stupid because it's not about, and you know, Will, you talked about Rolexes before, but actually Rolexes can often be quite modestly priced. They can be like 10 grand, which is a ridiculous amount of money for a watch. But there's loads of watches out there. You see all the footballers with the diamond watches and stuff. 60 grand, 100 grand, 130 grand, mm, 400. Stupid. Like, And once you start, nobody, nobody needs any of that. Nobody needs a watch list. Nobody needs a watch at 10 grand. But what, what I, I, I read an article that was saying, it's all about status within your peer group. So if you're a multimillionaire businessman who's friends with, a multimillionaire businessman, you're trying to achieve status within your peer group. Mm. So if they've all got a hundred grand watch and you've only got a five grand watch, you've lost status within that peer group. So it's just this sort of, I I just think it's, uh, I try very hard personally not to fall into that trap, not to Mm. be, I'm just like, if I like something, then great. But... You know, I mean, Will bullies me relentlessly, Kate, about uh, all sorts of things, but I just ignore him. And that's the best advice I could <laughs> take. He <I> mean, talks absolute <laughs> shit. He talks absolute <laughs> shit. <laughs> so my parents spent all their money on us, bless them. But it meant that they had no, non spare. So they were really tight. And, and I'll never forget my mum sending me in for a, for, for a first-class stamp. Um, for, she said, send me in, go, go into the post office, get a first-class stamp. One first-class stamp, came back out. Did you get a receipt? 21 pence, guys. It was 21 pence back in the day. I remember it. And I went, oh no, I forgot. She went, go back in and get a receipt. I was like, for 21 pence? And when you're 12 years old, that's mortifying. That's mortifying. <laughs> I'd rather have gone in and bought Tampax, Right. <laughs> i got it, I go, oh, uh, can I have a receipt? And the one in the, the post literally went, for a first class stamp? I was like, yes, my mum's crazy, right? <laughs> so I got this receipt for 21 pence. And I've got to say, it's really interesting. I think it can go two ways because will that's made you go don't live beyond your means, don't live beyond your means. But in funnily enough, it's made me go the other way. I'm I'm not reckless by any means. I'm not someone who just throws money around. That's because I'm not I'm stupid. But I'm very very terrified, really, of being somebody who and it's not the same as living within your means. But I'm terrified of being somebody who who like hoards money and doesn't and 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 doesn't. um like ever just like use it for things that like make you happy. Do you know what I mean? It's like, Which isn't to say that I'm I'm not like, I'm not loaded. I've not got loads and loads of money, but I've been very lucky pretty much since I was 18 that I've not had to worry about how to pay my, you know, my my rent, right? I've I've been comfortable enough for that. And I know that plenty of people in the world and listening even, well, what do you do for you? Like people have genuine money worries. And I don't in that respect, but I never wanted to be, I just think it's interesting that Wills was like, yeah, my dad was like this and that was great advice. And I was like, yeah, my parents were like that. And it's made me want to be absolutely
1: the opposite. Yeah. But it, well, it doesn't mean don't spend your money. It just means if you can afford it, no problem. But don't spend what you can't afford. Yeah. Don't buy stuff. Well, question, do you need it if you can't well, really afford it? You know I, what I mean? actually it's- think,
2: funnily enough, we, we've both landed on a sort of a healthy middle ground as well. Yeah. Because, you know, you say they're, they're the old daddy is you can't take it with you. and everything. And also, like, no one wants to be on their deathbed and go, I don't really have a lot of memories because, but I don't oh, really have 100%. a lot of memories, but I got, a load of, I got a load of money in a bank. 100%. My mom once said, to, I was the, I did voiceovers. I was the voice of Asda for five years. Right?
0: <gasps> That's Asda, a nice one, Saving money
2: every day, right? And it was the voice of Asda for five years. It was great because for the first time in years, it was like, you know, even two pints will, we'd only do a few weeks of the year and you'd know you'd have it next year, but still it was like, what what in between? Anyway, Asda for five years, it was like, it was pretty regular and it was coming and it was great. And my mum said to me, and I, I, for the first couple of years I did it, I didn't get any particularly big TV jobs, right? And my mum goes, like in real pearl cutting where she goes, out of nowhere, we're just watching TV. She goes, just think, if you hadn't have got Asda and Asda hadn't come along, you wouldn't have as much money now, would you? I felt like going, but it did. It, it, It did. You could say that about literally any job I've ever done. If so-and-so didn't come along, you wouldn't have earned that money. It's like, yes, that's how jobs work, mum. Yeah. So, yeah. So, she, my mum's pathologically kind of like, save, 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 never, never spend, like, and uh, and so... Glass it, half empty, it, oh,
0: definitely, Yeah, very
2: glass half empty when it comes to money, very. And so, it's really made me go, right, take that on board, but try and find the middle ground and try and think about, and, and the answer is understanding it. That's the best mm-hmm. advice you could get. Like even if it's the, you know, those those round up, those apps that round up your pennies, like yeah, yeah, all that good. kind of thing is, I think you get into that really yeah. exciting kind of like understanding your money and understand how it works. I think uh, is, is the best advice you can get.
0: I do wish that they teach it a little bit more in school and try to make money a bit sexier Agreed. and a bit less scary. Agreed.
2: Exactly. There are some real world things that would be really useful to totally. learn in school and actually walk out of school knowing <clears throat> like things like, what happens when you open a bank account? Like what's a good, you know, how do you read, how do you read, how do you read headlines and like get to the truth of a a story so that you can cut through the bullshit and understand what you're reading? Why they don't teach that in school, we'd be in a much better place if they taught that in school.
0: Totally, I mean, if you're going to go to uni now, you're going to take a student loan. From the moment you do that, you are already financially responsible for yourself. With no education or preparation. [SSSS1] Yeah, exactly. So does anybody sit you down and go, this is what a student loan is. This is how other loans work. It's it's all that stuff. Do you know what though? What's interesting is we've talked about so much by just throwing the questions into the mix. And we have talked about money, but actually what I've taken away from it is it's not about how you earn it and how you keep hold of it. It's about what it gives you by way of opportunities, experience, unless you're well and he just wants, you know, watches. Excuse me.
1: No, no, no. I take my wife out, I take my kids out. We go on adventures, we go on holidays. I'm with you, Kate. Life is an empty book. You've got to fill in the pages with memories. You've got to do it and it costs money. But I just want to make sure that I've got money. So when my kids have moved out, I can enjoy my life and not have to worry about things. So I have to, I, I'm a bit more careful than I used to be. And I've learned the lesson cause I lost money and you, sometimes you don't know what you got until it's gone. And then I realized I'm gone. I need to start concentrating on what I'm spending on here. And do I need things and taking care of my finances. So yeah, the watch thing was something cause I'm, I love watches.
0: I'm a but, collector. But would you say that life taught you a very, a very good lesson when you lost that money? Did it, did it give you pause for thought and change your mind about how you approached money?
1: It was just it panicked me because I've because I realised that obviously I'm I'm the breadwinner in the house and I want to you know and I take the responsibility for that and I I, I I like that but it wasn't my fault really I invested in something and it, um, the government changed their minds on it and and then I had to pay it all back plus more and and it was stupid money as you probably know what I'm talking about the film scheme the thing I I, I got sucked into that. Um, so
0: so when you um so what you're talking about is is um it was schemes for investment that enabled you to put money into something rather than pay tax on that money. and then the government did a u-turn on whether or not they felt that it qualified for tax relief and went, no, it doesn't, and then went back and billed people for historic taxes, unpaid taxes. is that right?
1: It was a it was a lot of money, yeah. But they said that Gordon Brown brought it out, and he said now because there was footballers doing it and all different people doing it just to stop paying tax. But they said if you're in the industry, a TV or film industry, you can now invest in in up and coming movies. And there was like films that was eighty percent um, funded, and we put in an extra twenty percent, and then we could write it off against our tax. It creates a loss and all that sort of stuff. And my financial advisors all advised me to do it, so I did it, um, and then. It was probably two years later or a year later, they just said, oh, that what we said you could do. Now we decided you can't. So you owe us this much money. And it was honestly, I, do you know when sweat comes out of your face? I mean, I, I got told and sweat instantly came out of my face. I went into complete panic mode and broke down. I was crying, everything. It was just that, because I panicked, I thought, but that's going to literally drain me. I'm going back, it, it, you know, all my savings gone. Uh, and that feeling was scary. And I've never been the same since. Now I count mm-hmm. everything. And I and I and make sure, well, the thing is, I couldn't sue anybody because it wasn't wrongful advice. I couldn't go to the me, me account, me, my financial advisor say, you advise me. Because they said, well, they told us you we, we were allowed to do that. We didn't know they were going to mm-hmm. do a U-turn. You're not going to go against the government. You're not going to win. So it was a horrible moment, but it's behind me. Um, it has made me a bit tighter with money, I must admit.
0: Wow, well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I've gone, Ralph, you're dying to put the punchline in tighter.
1: <laughs> that's
2: what I was about to say. It's like careful, because I lost all, all that money. Na- that, yeah, because I lost all that money, now I never buy more than one beer at the bar. <laughs> well,
1: you're now not that's... getting one on the tour. I'll tell you that.
2: You're not getting yeah, no shit. I was never getting one. I was never getting one.
0: <laughs> um, for, for two people that don't talk about money together, how have you found it? I know Will, you're very open to money chat normally, but how's this been for you?
2: I really enjoyed it actually, and and I th- I would go so far as to say, saying certain things out loud has made me have certain kind of realizations about myself. what's it? Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, you know, I'm I'll definitely spend the rest of my day off now and just just checking a few accounts, you know, making sure that they. But I I don't think it's. Um, I think it's, self-awareness is, is a really important thing when it comes to money. I think it's what it stops you, like Will said, from kind of getting into trouble or it helps you to get yourself out of trouble or yeah. kind of understanding it. So actually, I found it actually really quite, really quite interesting and a lot of fun.
0: it's been great, hasn't it?
1: it's always fun it's always fun to have a good chat and i think you know if you can talk openly and have a bit of fun with it without being too serious because i think that's the way you get messages across it's got to be interesting that's what i always think about teachers at school kids aren't going to learn if your lessons are boring so you've got to have a you can be uplifting and have a chat and go through all sorts like we have done but you know we are still talking about money so we can do it
0: yeah yeah and i think it's really healthy and you're right today you're going to go away and have a little think about it like you know, you'll go and put a little bit of time maybe into your finances. Can you imagine mm-hmm. if we'd put as much time in, into our financial selves as we do, for example, our physical selves by going to the gym and working out. If you just tweaked a bit of that time and took it yeah. to look at your finances, you'd probably be mm-hmm. not in any sort of better shape, just maybe you'd feel better about where you're at and just a bit more yeah, yeah, yeah. knowledgeable, yeah. relaxed. Yeah. It's
2: a wrong analogy for Will though, because he's let himself go in the, last, uh, you- in the last couple of, but I know what you're saying.
0: You not been in the gym, Will?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Look at him; he's not even arguing. <laughs> I am far too vain to let myself go, Ralph, and you know that.
0: How often are you point. in the gym, Fair Will? I, 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 <laughs> pardon? How often are you in the gym?
1: I don't. I do it at home. I don't really go to the gym that often. Yeah. I hate, I hate going to the gym. I've, I've just got bits and bobs in the home. I just do a bit, do whatever. You know what I mean? It's one of them. It bores you the same as anybody else, but you know. Just tick over, eat decent, tick over. And I, th- and I feel like I have to earn a beer now. You know what I mean? I do a bit of a workout, then I can have a beer. So everyone's a winner.
2: When, when I started going to the gym a couple of years back, uh, a couple of things happened. One, obviously, there was the mental well-being aspect of it. Two, it was really nice to kind of feel physically in shape and because like, I was always really, really like thin. And um, and three, the best bit about it was <laughs> Will was gutted because he could no longer call me scrawny anymore.
1: <laughs> he <deviled. laughs> That was his whole thing. You'll always be scrawny to me, Ralph. You'll always, to, you'll always I know I will to you. you <laughs> always Because yeah, I'm big sausage like you used to always call me. You used to call me a big sausage. That's all you used to call me a <laughs> big sausage.
2: He does. <laughs> he is like when, when you see two pints and he's got his top off. Everyone's like, oh Will's got oh look at Will with his top off. And I was like, what about Will with his top off? He looks like a Richmond sausage that's just been like at the ends of it, pinching. <laughs>
1: Cheers, Ralph. Like that. <laughs> What have we got? We're supposed to be talking about money!
0: Uh, brilliant. Yeah. So when you two get together over Christmas, this'll be the first time you've seen each other in well over a year.
1: Yeah. Uh, in two, years, 18 two months, years. maybe even Yeah, month. 18 yeah, two months, years. yeah. Hey two Ralph, years, you'd be able to come closet. out to my house and see me Christmas decorations. You'll love it. Oh. Uh, do you know what? Let's <laughs> just meet
2: in let's meet in town. Okay. <laughs> that sounds all nah, yeah, all right.
1: Yeah, all right, <laughs> all
0: right, guys. Thank you so much for dialing in oh, for this. Thanks. It's been it's been a lot of fun, and yeah. um, thank you for for being so open and so honest.
1: Thanks for having us on, Kate. Appreciate it, love. Thank you, Kate.
0: Oh, thank you. What a treat it's been partnering up with Klarna and opening a conversation about personal finance. The Klarna app gives you everything you need to feel confident and in control of your finances. So make sure you download the Klarna app today for a smarter way to shop and pay. You can go to KlarnaMoneyTalks.com to register for a chance to get your own free copy of the game we've played. And remember, please shop responsibly, 18 plus UK residents only, Credit subject to status, T's and C's apply. See Klarna.com for details. And thank you for listening. I'll see you next time.